Hello everyone. Welcome to Dorks Are Dangerous, Chronicle 2, Session 7. How is everyone tonight? Pretty good. Feeling a little shameful about attacking the Seclin now that we see what it can do, but pretty good. What is that thing that Johnny says? You'll miss all opportunities if you don't take a shot? We miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and I didn't say it. Wayne Gretzky did. The great one. So many ghosts tonight, Dave. I don't... You hearing things? Yeah, who's... Wayne Gretzky? That's not someone in the crew, is it? Maybe. My, maybe that's the real name of uh, Left Hook? I don't know. But... You didn't have it in your notes, so I'm going to just pretend that, that we never met that person. It must have been like a one-on-one -on -one Boris conversation. Must have been. With himself. In his right hand. I don't know. But anyway, uh... So... Far, far less violent than the conversations you've been having lately. Trigger God, finger. Just, God, this this ghost is so... You guys are so brutal. Aggressive. Uh, really channeling it's Boris tonight. It must be his uncle or something. Uh, so, but yeah, what happened? Um, we did get into a skirmish with the Chosen Seclin, the big, the big one that was on the ship. Doesn't remember being on the ship. And we're now negotiating for what feels like our lives. And our lives might be on the table. Because he wants blood. And Lucian sounds like he's trying to blow it over by saying he'll serve him. But it might be the group that's getting pulled into this. We should probably specify that. Did I get that right? Well, I suppose the big guy is asking for... He asked for vials of blood from all of us, so, I mean, Lucian's gonna definitely not see... Like, why is that a problem, right? Mm -hmm. That should be easy. Lucian, should, not Lucian, Nina's very much like, mm-mm, mm-mm, oh, this is, this is blood-packed shit. <laughs> um, yeah, also, yeah, we'll we, we're getting the amulet, it sounds like, uh, to give back to Val, who might be a bad guy. Who's the shopkeeper at, hold please while I find the name of the shop, the Gilador's Extraordinary Arcana. She's not the original owner, by the way, we found out. Um, I think that's kind of where we left off. Oh, also, there is a Galman um, barracks spot, what is it called? Charter in the crack, but no one was there. And Boris told everyone to stay out, keep out, keep off his lawn. With the note. And as far as Alexander knows, though, there are Gallivan here. He's just waiting for him to show up last week, checked before this little excursion. So, yeah. And we got cool gear. I think that sums it up. I think that's it. All right. Let's go negotiate for our lives and our not accidental slavery to these Seclin. So, there you are, speaking with the Seclin Chosen. And he has, as you stated, requested slash demanded a vial of each of your blood. So not a lot, just a very small amount. And uh, so, so that's where we're at. What is the blood for? The blood is so I can track you at any time. And it's only to track us? Oh, that's all I need. Mm, now that she knows they're literal, she's not. Yeah, they're pretty lying. literal. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. 
Lucian, are you sure you want... Are you sure you want to... Give up your freedom? Is there nothing else... Is there nothing else we can give them? Well, I mean... Uh... I I, I said I'd be at his service, but I don't... I mean, it's kind of open-ended, right? I mean, like, I didn't say I'd be at his service forever. I just said I'd be at his service for a bit. And then I also put in the stipulations of, like, nothing that would... uh, harm you guys so i mean if he wants me to cut you down then i'm not gonna do that so i mean like i I think my conscience is intact i think i'm yeah i mean what's also what's the worst that's gonna happen we fuck him over he comes and kills us i think he was gonna do that anyway you know this is kind of a win-win as far as i see it anyway so uh lucian's gonna walk up and he's going to go ahead and take out a knife and he's going to put some of his blood in a vial and then he's going to look over to Boris and he's going to say, now, I don't have a problem with this, but if you want Boris's blood, you're probably going to have to get it yourself. And then wink at him. Boris looks at the giant shark and at Lucian and kind of shrugs. He's like, you can have my blood. If he wants to hunt me, that's his mistake. You shouldn't hunt something you can't kill. And I'm pretty sure he can't kill me. Nina struggles to contain the very deep, tired sigh of like, oh. The Chosen walks up to you, Nina. Oh no. Puts his hand, this this webbed, clawed, I mean it's it's very big, clawed, webbed hand, and says, calm yourself. And he looks at Boris and says, Keep that keep that energy for the fight. Keep that. You'll need that. And he hands you the vials and just expects you to deliver your blood. Boris reaches for a dagger and he doesn't have any sharp objects. All he has is moles and war hammers. How's Boris health wise? I'm pretty sure you're bleeding a bit anyway. Uh, there might no, be some I'm good. <laughs> it probably washed off in the sea anyway. Uh, I reach down and I bite the back of my hand. <laughs> And rip the flush open because Jesus. I'm a psycho. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> it is he, like I could have just. I have a dagger. And I have teeth. Oh, what else? They'll they'll do the same thing at the end of the day. I drip into the vial and spit the blood out. Excellent. I, I spit it out of one of the smaller succulent that uh, took me out of the water. Yeah, so one thing you'll notice about these the the other succulent, they are very how can I describe them? You can tell that the only thing keeping them at bay right now is the chosen. You can they're frothing, they want to eat you. They're 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 very much all about making you all dinner and probably without too much issue because there's so many. You you look out in the ocean and, and you can see dozens. Um, not, not to mention the regular sharks that are out there. And, uh, so they're, they're the, the only thing, like I said, keeping them at bay is the chosen. That's unfortunate for them. Maybe either way. Back. <laughs> more, more unfortunate for me, but it's unfortunate for them. I'm not saying you won't take one or two with, uh, <laughs> so he, he calmly waits. And as soon as you guys, uh, are done, he hasn't get, done it yet. So he's, he's just waiting. She said, she's going to look up at his face and swallow hard, but she goes, three years, max. For what? 
I will not be hunted like a dog, and I will not serve longer. I have served enough under someone else's foot. I don't fear death, and I certainly don't fear you. Again, he looks at you, and he's he he's not like these other Sekulin. You can see that he's a calm head, that he is enlightened, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. He he sits he. He's not trying to be intimidating, so he sits down in his throne. And he summons from the seabed three chairs. They're, they're obviously meant for you. And he says, your service isn't to me. Please sit. Nina hasn't given her blood yet, but she'll take her seat. That's fine. You're only, you're, you're, you've been close to him now. And you'll notice something very interesting about this amulet. So for the audience at home, if you recall, I described the amulet that was around Mr. Parrish's neck. This one looks very, very similar, only the stone is a, like an amber goldish brown color on the inside. From what you can tell, it has the same properties. Remember that swirling galactical cosmos? Mm-hmm very you can tell that it's similar i think if nia's just now realizing this now that she's gotten close up to see it her eyes have gone wide but she doesn't say anything but she's definitely got her hand on the silver bird inside her cloak he says to you what is it what has your attention i've seen the twin to that that's not possible the twin to this has been lost for millennia stone is blue yes then i've seen it when where you promise the person who owns it their safety first give your blood and i will promise you have my oath nina there's a long there's a very short pause as nina kind of grits her teeth and then takes her dagger cuts open her hand and puts the blood in the vial just looks up at him it is on the ship with the navigator that we came in on. I don't know if they're still in port. I need to send the Raven to see if they'll stay longer or see if they've departed. Hmm. I guarantee you they're still here. There was a large storm that moved in quite unexpectedly last night. And as you, even looking out through the ocean, you can kind of see a turbulence um, as, it's, as, the, as the waves are crashing down. Uh, into the ocean, which is, you know, the, the, the surface of the ocean isn't that far above you, probably 50 to 100 feet, but you can see it's pretty tumultuous out there. Navigating the crag in or out in such waters would mean death. And as question chosen, what does that amulet of yours do? What does the twins do? I've seen it, seen it absorb spells. I've seen it amplify their abilities. But what else is there? You truly have no idea what you've got. Would I be asking if I did? He motions the second to gather your blood. They And he, he doesn't touch them. He just places them. He just has them place them into uh, the chest at his side. for uh, Clearly for safekeeping. Mm -hmm. He motions to each of you to sit, to take a seat as he... As he uh, speaks, it's thought that the Sekulin 
are simply a mutation of the Sahaugen. The Sahaugen are mindless beasts, as are many of the Sekulin. Long ago, the source of all, that which is responsible upon all creation, the earth, the sky, and everything underneath, begat an entity only known as the Father that created the prime plane and the lands around it. This took a very long time, many millennia, for this to happen. And so therefore the Father was absent, and the Source was alone again, wept, and shed two tears. These tears fell to the prime plane that the Father had created. Tears were named Oril and Savars. These were the daughters of the Source. Oril, the goddess of winter, and Savaris, the god of divination and fate, gave their essence to forge the races of the prime plane. This was a very exhausting and demanding process. It began its toll on Oril and Savaris. The remnants of these tears were collected and captured and have been fought over by the multitude of goddesses and gods and large forces of power across time and the many planes. The tears were eventually forged into the two great artifacts. He holds the one he has in front of him, and he says, Savas. This is one of those tears. The Sekulin are far more than mindless beasts, far more than mutations of the Sahag. We are the guardians of this tear. I am simply its current keeper. And if you're telling me that you've seen Oril, then the time of the tears that has been foretold and prophesied is upon us. However, there are supposed to be five, four champions, and the fear. There are only Who three are the of you. About that, I look at Lucian. Lucian looks back, completely vacant. <laughs> yes? <laughs> Lucian casts the deep stare over to Boris. <laughs> I give you the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh... I give you a down <laughs> nod. <laughs> <laughs> Nina has a stroke from the aneurysm that has been slowly building without Vesper around. Um, what if there was a fourth? Then the prophesized time of the tears is upon us, and you must defeat the fear. Who are the fear, though? Is that the sea claim? <laughs> the sea claim. No. The sea claimed are mine beasts. Even the captain, even their leader. Nothing. However, they are aware of the chronicle of the tears, as their captains are a bit enlightened themselves and less mindless beasts, but they don't have real power. However, with the tears combined, that tips the balance of power. Nina's going to take out that silver bird and be like, Captain, can you meet us at Faelorn's Rest? 
please and thank you as soon as possible in the next hour and send the gonna scroll this note oh go ahead Christian's gonna say you probably want to tell her to bring the navigator as well yes right right uh bring Mr. Parrish as well um it's necessary and I put the note to the bird the silver bird's foot and I send it to the captain and off it goes you need to be worried about the fear. If it's truly the time upon us, there are two arch at war. They battle and have been battling again for millennia to ascend to godhood. The power within of the combined tiers gives one of them the power and opportunity to ascend. The feared is the conduit the deliverer. You must not let the feared choose. What do you mean not choose? Not choose a host? Not choose a not, path? Not choose which of the Archfey ascends. Okay, I suppose. This is the simplest battle of good and evil. So do we need to take the amulet still to Val, or do I? Do we need to go get the other amulet, bring it to you? What... What needs to happen right now? Because it seems like you have no recollection of when you were on a boat and took someone's life less than a week ago. Does one amulet control the other? I do not recall what you said, but if it is true, as I wear oral around my neck, Savaris is the only thing that could compel me to do so. Sorry, I'm... Processing, the, processing this both in character and out of character right now. <laughs> yeah, ask questions. And it is, and pre, he's, and, he's, he's your guide right now. So ask him uh, in, in character as you need and ask me, of course, as anything else that you don't understand. No, I'm, I'm understanding a bit. Because right now what's happening is Nina is thinking back to the night when Lucian and her were staking out the ship and no one went overboard. But the previous nights before that, when she was just out on deck, occasionally people were disappearing randomly. And the fact that, remember that the, the Chosen knocked on the back of the ship and there was chum in the water and blood. And the only person close enough to the back of the ship where that was, was uh, Mr. Parrish and Spivey. And Spivey just recently joined. Although it's you, just like you guys have declared that you can't swim, which I think is hilarious as hell. Lucian has a below average intelligence, but he has an average wisdom. So he that 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 simply states that he can that he has the ability to process the things around him and be wise as opposed to intelligence, so he's less apt to learn. However, Boris has average intelligence. A 10 is straight up average. So that means that even with a 10, you will have insightful moments. So both of you have the capabilities of asking your questions insightfully. <laughs> Borsal's over to Nina. Are you going to bleed yet, or do I need to make you bleed? I've already cut myself. Oh, Robert, yeah. you're not paying attention? Um, Jesus, Boris. Oh, no, you're just doing too much shocking. Can we take the amulet and go? He summons a an altar between you um, and places the amulet on, the, on this sand altar. I pick it up. Does he immediately burst into flames? <laughs> no. Good question, but no. I shove it in my pocket. Right, you, smart. Are you good? Chosen, do you want us still to go to Val, or do we need to bring the other one back to you? I don't 
believe so you answered that. I'm the key. I am simply the guardian. Uh, I do not wish, nor do I channel the great divine power of of Savaris. I am simply his guardian. Oril has a different guardian. If Val is asking for the amulet, the time of tears is upon us. It is now. All right. Well, then... Bring her the amulet, and the rest will unfold as it's supposed to. Nina, under her breath, and Elvis finally a, a straight fucking answer. <laughs> she is like, and Elvis, she said that, and goes, um, thank you. I think. Should we go? We should probably get Vesper. I, we left her back at the inn. In Elvish, he says, good luck to you. Nina just pops straight up and goes, right. He turns to With Boris. the books. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. No, is it, no, you're fine. Keep going. It was a very much like a very caught up guard. Oh. <laughs> he's been around a while. Um, and like I said, he's enlightened. He turns to Boris. It was a good swing. The mall will serve you well. That is a very unique treasure. It has the power and the source of one of my brethren. Not the second. Not by blood. That's good to know. If I see you again, I'll need to use it again. He shrugs. <laughs> or we could go have some fun. You tell me when and where, and I'll be happy to bash your brains in. Maybe you bash someone else. Or we could have fun trying. There's there's a tournament. I'll let you know. Boris raises his brow and then just looks at the enlightened suckling and then gives him the finger. <laughs> it turns around and walks out. I've been in here too long. This cave is awful. It smells like seaweed and shit. Which, of course, it doesn't. But yes, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you believe it doesn't smell like seaweed and shit. No, it's <laughs> Do you have any other questions? And he looks right at Nina. I am 125. I am not young, sir. He smiles. And not, not the toothy meat. Well, you really can't tell. His toothy smile is the same smile as all the other smiles you might have. A hungry smile and the polite smile look the same, I guess. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. All right. Um... We should probably get Vesper, go meet the captain, and hopefully she brought Mr. Parrish with her. Oh, God. And... He turns to Lucian. Your service will be commended. Take care of them. Mm, all of them? Yes. All of them. It is the right thing. Come back and see me when this is done. I think we should kind of squint a little bit. Just goes. Hmm. Your temperament is the right way. Do not fear the anger and the fear mongers that are out there. Alright. Uh, when I come back, I I want you to be playing with me. So they call you the chosen. I don't think we figured out who chose yet at this point, or who you were chosen by, or where that name came from, so I'd like to hear that story when we get back. Very well. The simple answer is Savaris chose me. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. And then I guess uh, Lucian kind of looks to the others and is ready to go. So, Vesper, you are on the ship with Cookie. Uh, you've learned pretty much all of his master's trades and over the past week. 
with a few exceptions that he holds. And so you are, uh, by the way, you get to add the uh, chef feet. All right, you guys uh, take your leave. You walk out and you pass by the, the door. You have the key. Oh, you have the key. Is there anything else you want to do with we that? We do have the key? Well, oh, because the, the, the well, guard had, that's right. Yeah, the guard killed... had the key. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you guys took it to open the door. Lucian will not argue if you guys decide you want to like lock the door behind us. I mean, I don't know that it's going to keep anything in, but... It's it's a whimsical dwarven idea. That's fine. It, it's, you, can, you, you now know it's more gives them the ability to visit them. It, it's their security blanket for keeping the water out and allows them to go in. But as you were very well aware, the, the Chosen can leave at any time. He just swims. For the simple purpose of just because it makes her feel better, Mina's going to close the door and lock it. It's fine. And gives the key to Lucian and says, well, since unfortunately of circumstances, you'll probably need this. I'm, I'm so sorry. Lucian's gotta just kind of look over and say, "What? I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, he seems—he seems like a fine chap, right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing could go wrong. Well, on that pleasant note, let's go find Val. I suppose. I told the captain within an hour, depending on how fast the bird flies, which I assume is quick. All right, you uh, re-enter the city, and. You pass by the uh, the Galliman point and continue on to where you met Val. Val, are you in? Oh, Val. Yes, yes, I'm here. What can I do for you? Oh, it's you. Do you have my amulet? Nina looks up at Boris. I take it out of my pocket and I hold it up. Ooh. I point at it. Wonderful. She holds out her hand. I hold out my other hand. I think at this point, Lucian is going to... Mind if I go ahead and just use Divine Sense? Uh, Please. Interesting. Interesting indeed. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and I think that now would be a good time to just use Divine Sense real quick, because I think my, my shark buddy has made me a little bit concerned about Val. <laughs> so I'm just going to do a quick just a quick double check. Make sure she's just a little cute lady and not like, you know, a demon. She's not a demon. You don't get any any sense like that at all. Let's see. Celestial, fiend, or undead? None of those. Okay. That's alright. Then that's, she that's appears... what divine sense is. So. You know something is off. She appears as an elderly I cast tech magic. On her. Yes. But... Okay, I can't. I didn't take it as a spell this time. Shit, never mind. Okay. Uh, you do, like I said, um, you know something is off. She appears to you as being a short, elderly, human female. Oh, I really want to use Charm Person. I was going to say, I mean... <laughs> Guiding Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, Grab an attacker, yeah. Hey, why don't you go ahead and attack the elderly woman? 
why not? Let's attack the arch fit fiend or fey or whatever this is. That's in disguise. No. Um. These hands are rated E for everyone. She can get two. <laughs> what do you want the amulet for? What's your purpose with it? Well, I I don't know that that's really uh, important. But if well, you maybe really we just walk out with that with it. If you really must know, uh, it's 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 my time to have it. The time is the time is here. What's the name of the amulet? And how do you best serve it? You ask me the name of the amulet? Interesting. Interesting that you you've spoken to the chosen. Hmm. How else mm -hmm. are we going to get it back? Well, I presume you just take it. He's pretty easygoing that way. Nina ducks her head in her hood a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I just love that. I sent you to go get it. I said, just go get my amulet. Why? Did something happen? No, no, no. Nothing happened. The Chosen and I have quite an understanding, and he is, well, to simply put it, he is the guardian, as I presume you know. He's the guardian of Savara. Horace is probably still holding out his hand, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I want my money. So did I we? Want the did we? Did we decide on a reward? Uh, I don't think there's no. I don't think I, it was spoken. She looks at you, Boris. What would you like in return? She puts a bag of coin, the largest you've seen, probably uh, the size of. We'll say it's it's ten inches in diameter, and it's full of coin. Is this what you're looking for? He looks down his nose at the bag to see if he can gauge if it's, uh, you know, copper, if it's gold, silver. She opens platinum. it. It's, it's solid. Uh, it's, it's solid gold. Everything in, every coin in there is gold. Uh, Boris looks back over his shoulder at the other two. Just to gauge a reaction. <laughs> just that's, a gold magnet. <laughs> just, that's good enough for him. <laughs> Nina just kind of shrugs. She's like, it's, you have the amulets. There's about somewhere in the range of, of a few thousand gold pieces worth of, of treasure in there. Cause you, as you pursue, as you peruse through it, you can see that there might even be a gem or two. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty substantial. It's at least a few thousand. Is uh, that the fair market value for this thing? Oh, no. <laughs> but, like I said, it, it's not mine to determine. It is simply time. So I could keep it. You could. But, of course, then I would have to contact the Chosen, as my only instruction was for you to go get it for me. Hmm. Just scratch my chin. Is there something else you would like instead? I look to Nina. I'm like, do you have anything to say? You listened to what the big shark man said more than I did. She's asking if you want anything. I, well, you're are you asking me what I the, want or what you want? You're the one that had me go down there with you. I didn't give a shit about this. You'd already made the agreement to get this amulet. Well, we said we'd get the amulet and give it to her. So, uh, I mean, that was kind of our intention. You're the one who's, what's the word, extorting? I think extorting. I think that's the word for this. 
that you offered to do this for free? I don't think we negotiated any money for it. It seemed a simple enough task to go down and ask a fellow for ask a fellow for a thing and come back and give it back to this kind old woman. I don't know why you're being so uppity about it. Uh, because it wasn't a simple walk down there say, hey, can I borrow a cup of sugar or a glass of milk? He had to kill three sh mini shark men. And then we were going to fight the big shark man while you sat there with your thumb up your ass. How about uh, this? I... How about this? Uh, go on. Information, information for the item. I if you can. A fuck well, about information. I throw, I throw the amulet on the counter and I pick up the bag right. of gold. I might. Like, she, uh, she's, she's, looking, she's looking at all of you. I mean, she sees you as a group, just like the second one. So. And she looks at Boris right. and says, Boris, I believe, yes. Odd that she knows your name, because I don't think it was mentioned. He raises his brows like, uh, what do you want, Crone? Maybe these would help you on your way. And she hands you the, if you remember, the fiery bracers. Oh, I do remember the sexy-ass fiery bracers. Bracers. But you also remember that she wasn't the one offering them to you originally. That was the right. armor smith. Uh, you know, insight that he isn't thinking about. Yeah, what about them? You gonna throw those in with the gold? I'm going to give you these because I think you're going to need them. Thanks. I take them from her hand along with the bag of gold and turn around and walk out. She looks at Lucerne and puts a certain shield on the counter and says to you, again, I believe your name wasn't mentioned, Lucian, this will yep. serve you well. Uh, Lucian kind of goes, uh, I don't like where all of this is going. And, uh, and takes the shield. And takes his old shield and gives her, <laughs> basically does a trade, gives her the she, old shield. She takes, it, shield. she takes it graciously. Thank you very much. This yeah, will, this will I, this will serve someone well. Fantastic. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the upgrade. Um, I guess we'll probably see you in a bit. Nina, and then he, you have questions. Ooh. What can I do for you? There's some very old questions that he has been chasing for a long time, but in this moment. About, about Aurel, the other amulet. Is it possible for someone of no magical innate capabilities to wield its power? It would destroy them, unless their intentions were pure and in alignment with Aurel herself. All right, and these two amulets, they should never come together, we are to, to assume? We have kept them apart for millennia. What happens if one's destroyed? I'm not saying that's my goal, but it's a possibility. In, in tens of thousands of years, these amulets have never even been blemished. Their power, their source, is true and unwavering. Who should we give Orville to if the alignment with the current bearer is not 
good or turn sour. The time of tears is upon us. When it is time, Auril will make its way to me. And I will join it with Savaris. Is the, t is the time of the tears the end of the world? Is that a new beginning? Is that it's a new the beginning. heavens join the earth? You, you are enlightened. It is a new beginning. Insight check. I want to know if that sounds like she believes it as like something truly holy, or is it have like is she saying this like the world's gonna implode on us, and that's a good thing. Roll it. I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge her. I guess enunciation of this. Sure. Yeah. Nineteen. Number one, you know she believes this. Number two. Looking even into her eyes, you're you're a meter away. I mean, you're you're right there, um, across the counter is all, and uh, she has not disengaged her look from you. She hasn't glanced away. She has kept the calm, same calm demeanor, and starlit, positive, friendly look in her eyes since the moment you walked in. I would ask who you really are, but I don't think you're going to tell me. She smiles. Okay, so I suppose we need to secure the other amulets, and, or at least ensure its safety. I don't know how we do that, but... Are you saying this out loud? Kind of. Like, muttering to herself in Elvish a little bit. The other... You are aware of Aurel? Yes, that's, that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? You said the two tears come together. She cocks her head. Dearie, be truthful. That's what we were talking about, the two tears coming together. So I would understand that there is a second. Do you have it? On my person? No. What kind of look is she giving me right now? Is She's it got... a little bit more nefarious it... or like scrutiny? Like deep um, scrutiny? It's more scrutiny. Eyebrow raised. Okay. Um, you have given her a piece of information that you hadn't given her before and she didn't have so all she's, she knows though is that i know of the other amulets and i don't have it but that assuming she i know where it is sort of thing yes she's not okay. stupid no of course i just want to make she's sure that's old. she's what old she's getting. that was my bad i thought she like knew that we knew about the second one so okay i guess i'm just staring her down <laughs> bring it to me so that the time of the tear is this thing you don't seem to understand what will exactly happen happens it is said the time of the tears is prophesized that four champions will face the fears and the winner will choose the elevation elevation like the, like if we're in the sky the or ascend the... the ascendance of one that can wield such power it is time to quote the lion king i look back at the two men hoping for their way in i'm gone i walked oh, out no. a while ago oh. <laughs> uh, i think lucian just kind of looks to nina and goes listen so there's a, a thing about gods gods are not always the most divine prophecies are not always the things that make sense there are plenty of deities and forces out there that just 
do what they're going to do. And I think we have found ourselves in one of those types of plots. I think whether we whether we help or whether we fight it, these two ambulances are going to come together and we will find out whatever this event is and what comes of it. And, and I think we've uh, found ourselves in a bit deep to be able to get out now. There's asking questions and then there's delaying the inevitable. And I've seen this happen enough to those in my order. I think we're rather stuck at this time. Let's go, let's go meet Parrish and then uh, make our way back here. And I don't know, maybe if we're lucky, we can get a bit of a nap between <laughs> whatever's <laughs> about to come this way. Quick snooze. As, um, Lucian is, as Lucian is talking to you, you feel a tug on a part of your owl bear hoodie. What part? I look towards the tugging. She's hanging on to your owl bear hoodie. Nina gives her a very inquisitive look. What? Dearie, this is steeped in tradition. You have had this a long time. Yes, it was my great-grandfather's and his son and their thereon. No, no. It is older than that. When this is done, come to see me. I will tell you all about it. All right. Fine. If we survive the coming of the tears, we will have this conversation. You can tell she's a little frustrated, overwhelmed, and like doesn't like not having the answers that she wants, so but like nods to Val, like fine. She she abruptly grabs you by the shoulders, but it's not your shoulders really that she's grabbing. It's more of she's grabbing hold of as much of the the, the owlbear hoodie as she can, and she pulls you across the counter, and you are laying flat. Oh, she completely fuck. caught you off guard. She, You are laying across the counter, and she has pinned you to the counter, and she starts muttering words in Arcanum and, and deep magic you've never heard. After Nina about. screams for Lucian immediately, and is like you start seeing the primal savagery of like poison in her teeth and fangs. You She's try, getting ready to like, slash. You, you try and pull away, and you 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 Strangely, you can't. It's almost like this, almost like this spell that she's weaving is hold you, held you in place. And as soon as it began, it ends and she lets go. Oh, it's my turn to grab her by the front of her. What did you do? What did you do? Like, I'm getting ready to bite her. Like, I've got Primal <laughs> Savagery locked and loaded to, like, sink into her throat, basically. And she, she kind of cowers from you. I was only helping. I was only helping. What? did you do? There's a temporary enchantment upon your owlbear hoodie. Did she say that? Or is I do I no, recognize I'm telling, that? No, I'm telling you. Okay. You can, you can, you, you can tell there's something different. Okay. I'll come down off my, my innate immediate rage of have feeling like it was almost desecrated for a second. And then was like, you can tell I that there's, go. you know, that guidance warmth that you mm -hmm. have sent to others. You feel something similar, not the same, but similar. Okay. I let her go. I don't say sorry, but it's a very, like, sharp look, and as I hop off the counter, I'm just gonna walk out the door. Very frustrated and flustered. I think uh, as she leaves, Lucian's going to look over to Val and just kind of give a tired smile and say, you know, 
It's normally polite to ask first. Maybe just keep that in mind next time. And then uh, follow um, Nina out. You remember, she has done nothing but help you. It was truly the... The abrupt grabbing Nina? Yeah. yeah, the abruptness of it, she didn't like it. No, I, that's Yeah, and, and all Lucian's doing is just saying, like, it's polite to ask first. <laughs> just, like, so you know. <laughs> like, it's not a threat or anything. Nope. Um, we're heading to... Well, Nina's heading to the Faelord Inn, where she told the captain to bring Mr. Parrish. Uh, you arrive at, at Faelord's Rest, and... You don't see the captain. You don't see Mr. Parrish. Oh, before you leave, mm. she says, Oh, N Nina, by the way. I stopped around. Mr. Alexander just left a little while ago. He was here about, about an hour ago. And he said something about talking to Mr. Parrish. I don't know who that is. Nina starts running for the ship. Lucian Boris. Uh, hold that. Vesper, what are you doing? You've been talking to Cookie this whole time. You are where you say you are. I would be in the galley with Cookie learning a new sea shanty. Quite a uh, vulgar one. Um, but a lot of the, it has allowed for a lot of uh, information and personal uh, friendships with the crew. Um, I would say that, would you, well, would you say? that Vesper would know a lot of their comings and goings at this time? Yes, especially since right now it's about... Uh, it, it, you're you're still prepping for just past lunch, so we haven't even begun prepping for dinner yet. Crew's been fed. You feel very comfortable with the things that Cookie has taught you, so I would say that in this time if you're, you're testing a lot of things, so feel free to Test what you know with the with your new chef feet. And he has asked you to bring, because Mr. Parrish usually gets fed last, uh, he has asked you to bring Mr. Parrish his lunch. Interesting. I will gather what I need for Mr. Parrish and um, head towards his quarters. He's at the helm, as per usual, during the day. Because why wouldn't he be? Because why wouldn't um, he be? <laughs> uh, she's going to make her way outside and take a breath of that air and head over to Mr. Parrish, uh, balancing the, um, the food on her tray. And, uh, she's quite good at it, but, um, she, uh, she'll get his attention with a, a quick, uh, throat clear. Oh, I, oh, Vesper. Oh, it's always such a good thing to see you. You've been, you've been below deck with Cookie for quite a lot of the of the voyage uh so it's fantastic to see you up on deck mr parish it's beyond me when i first got on the ship i couldn't even make it two minutes without puking my guts out and now look at me i've prepared a three-course meal for you what would you like to try first i also managed to snag some freshly baked bread honey bread of course Oh, you are wonderful. Yar, I fantastically believe that you might be... Are you? Shame on you. You're not trying to take Cookie's place, are ye? I would never, ever choose to take Cookie's place. But strangely, I found more of myself on your ship than I have ever thought before. 
I had no direction or rhyme of reason for the rest of my life. And Cookie taught me how to use knife skills in a different way. And next thing I know, I can, you know, season beef and and find different ways for pickled items. I really can't wait to tell Nina. Actually, Mr. Parrish, have you seen my comrades? It's been I... a long time since they came to the galley. Your, your friends have gone, gone on shore. They went to uh, see the wonderful port here at the crag. Ah, they must have been in a rush. They they uh, forgot to tell me. But then again, I have been just knee deep in these stories Cookie has been telling me. Ah, and the stories I've heard about you, Mister Parrish. Oh, go on. There's no stories about me. I'm I've been about this ship for the past better part of fifteen years. Your ten years, twelve years, seventeen years, whatever they tell you it's at now. There. are... The stories about me are pretty bland and boring, but I appreciate Sorry, Mr. Parrish. So, Nina, you're dashing to the ship? Yeah, but I'm keeping an eye out for Boris if he's on the streets or, like, going into a building. I'm trying to see if I see him. You, they're just outside, probably maybe a block ahead of you per your conversation. Lucian, he's at the door. He, he was waiting to leave with you, so... You dash past him. Lucian, what are you doing? Boris, what are you doing? Uh, Lucian's pretty easy. He sees Nina run. The very first thing he does is just take off right after her, right behind her. Clang, 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 clang. He's literally <laughs> like my giant shadow <laughs> on my heels. I do have that new that new, even heavier armor. So yes, 100%. It's just ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Clang, and clang, and clang, like clang. not not giving a respectful distance either, like trying to be her shadow. He's like tripping on my heels right now. <laughs> That's the plan. You you easily catch up to Boris. What do you do? Boris! And I like right past him. Ship! Lord Alexander! Time to shoot! <laughs> what? What are you yammering about now? Fight! Maybe! Uh, Lucian, Lucian gives him the finger and says, It's serious, come! And, and continues about. I throw my hands up in the air and follow them. I'm in no hurry. That's I put true. the bracers on. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Fantastic. Well, you, you, oh, wait. No, thank you. Asked me what those are. Uh, sorry, I uh, forgot to grab that. I will get that for you now. Um, Vesper, while they're doing this, you know, you've spent a little bit of time with Mr. Parrish, not nearly as much as the others because you've been you've been focused heavily on on cooking. Uh, he has shown you be, because literally because of your seasickness, he has kept that at bay, and he's and he's taught you the 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 trait of of proper balance of licorice root combined with ginger. And a little bit of, you know, grog here and there. But he, he's he's shown you that these combinations with a, a couple of other mild herbs, uh, you can keep this at bay quite easily. And you have been quite, it's been quite a nice change over the past five days versus the first two. And it seems that Vesper has found a calling in the culinary arts. Um, instead of um, becoming a prostitute for political forces, I think she really would like to be a chef. 
would you say um, that she could have made certain uh, special treats in her time this last few days? Um, I would say yes. I don't, I don't even care what those treats are because you've got Cookie right there and he's master level. He's, he's, he's literally expertise in everything. So yes. Perfect. Then for the sake of uh, the game, um, I'm going to have a little bag of lemon cookies with crystallized lemons on top of each one. Um, just in her bag is for any, special uses. Is there anything special about them that I should be aware of? Oh, you know, if you eat them, you may or may not get some hit points. Fabulous. So in the form of uh, perhaps a, a Goodberry-esque thing, I see what you're saying there. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, Nina and Lucian... Clang, 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 clang. You go dashing by Boris. Boris may have picked up his gait slightly, about 0.7%, just because. But other than that, uh, so what are we doing? Talk to me. You, you, there's a, there's a sense Alexander? of urgency. Oh, yeah, do I see Lord Alexander anywhere near the ship yet? Do I see Deckard near the ship anywhere? You don't, but I remember what I was going to tell you, Vesper. Vesper, by the way, um, you although you haven't spent as much time around Mr. Parrish as you have the, that the others have, although he doesn't move much because he's standing at the helm, you see a, a bit of a, a happiness in his step, a glint in his eye, perhaps a bit of a smirk in his smile. Parrish, would I be so bold as to suggest that you actually enjoy being this close to land? Land? Oh, I haven't given land. I don't give land much a thought, dearie. I I am a true man of the sea. She has given me everything that I own, everything I know, and everything I own. Uh, Captain Scully has been my mentor and my guide, and has given me purpose. And uh, my I absolutely love everything about this ship, but land. I must admit, due to certain conversations as of late, has caught my attention more. You also all notice you know, that the, the storm has completely subsided. Go ahead. You were going to say something, Kirsten? I was, I was not. I'm good. All right. Nina, Boris, Lucian, you are, are we... you, you can see the ship. You'll, you are about a hundred feet from the gangplank. Uh, well, you are, you are probably right at the gangplank. Boris is probably a hundred feet behind you. Okay. I would say Nina probably slows her roll a little bit and enough that Lucian doesn't go bashing into her back. Clank, 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 clank. clank, clank, clank. Um, and she's gonna... She's going to, like, whisper back up towards him and giant say, I think Lord Alexander is after the amulet. Potentially, he's just there's something there. And I just want to make sure he doesn't corner Mr. Parrish with Deckard around. Just until we ensure that what Mr. Parrish has 
The amulet is, is secure. I'm sorry, I know I'm acting erratic, but this might be a bad situation about to go down. <laughs> I think Lucian just kind of laughs and says, you, you did catch the prophecy was about something of tears, right? Like, yeah, something bad is about to go down. <laughs> Don't I worry. With, I meant just with you know what I'm trying to say. Of it's all it is all shit. <laughs> As I'm and Lucian just kind of like nod and be like, lead the way. I, you say you, you yeah, absolutely. But I'm here for it. And we continue up the gateplay. I am continuously scanning for Deckard, the captain, for Lord Alexander. For, for Vesper, Mr. Parrish, any of those people. I'm just trying to see where they're at. The pier is higher than the ship, if you remember. So as you approach mm -hmm. the gangplank, you can see down onto the ship very easily. Uh, you see Vesper speaking directly to Mr. Parrish, and she's giving him his late lunch. Various crew members, of course, are, are milling about. And in fact, it looks like they're ready to get their, they're making way to cast off. They've loaded are everything we... onto the ship. Go ahead. I was going to say, are we within 30 feet of the ship? Are we like within 60 feet? Like how far up is far away is the gangplank? Uh, the gangplank is about, I'd say maybe 30 feet, 25, 30 feet in, in length. Um, but they're using a longer one from above uh, normally. So it's probably closer to 50 feet. So you've got to get, it's, it's, from, from you to the railing of the ship is about 50, 55 feet, 60 feet. Okay. Boris is about 60 feet behind you. So, Boris, okay. what are you doing? Casually walking. Still walking? I don't know. I, I don't know what the panic is. Everything here seems pretty normal, minus the weirdos, so... Fair. And, and Nina's proved to be a bit flighty, so... Just walking. You will notice Which is justified. You will notice, of course, that there are no Sekalin as they were down in the Chosen's chamber. <laughs> They're all dead. Killed all three of them. All three of them. <laughs> well, those <laughs> ones for sure. <laughs> Killed all three of the Sekalin. The other ones were just guppies. <laughs> just, just a trick of the eye, obviously. <laughs> Minor illusion. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm going to shout out to Vesper to get her attention and wave at her so she sees I'm coming up the gangplank. Okay. And that we're coming up the gangplank, I should say. Coming, going down? Oh. Yeah, I, 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 she, she sees you. Go ahead. I wondered where they were. Uh, Vesper's going to like start waving back cheerfully. Big ol' unsuspecting smile on her face. Nina's face is very not smiley. Hard to tell from that distance. You're talking. That's fair. You're you're a hundred feet away, close to. You do know she's blue. Yeah, you know that. She is. And you see her waving at you very vigorously. Uh, you and of course Nina and Lucian. You see Mr. Parrish and Vesper waving back at you. Of course, he's got one hand on the helm on the wheel, but he's waving back quite. You know, and yeah, they they're Lucian's waving back. Whisper to Nina. Why is his hand on the helm when we're docked in port? I don't know. I don't I think something. I didn't think anything was wrong, but now I'm really concerned. We really need to get him off the boat now. 
Now you're concerned. We're both like it's screaming a giant, like whisper screaming a giant. Now you're concerned. Now you're concerned. The the boat is docked. Why is his hand on the helm? Why so, did we not notice this earlier? Of of the five uh, large ropes that are are holding the ship to the pier, three of them have been released. They are clearly getting ready to leave. You are going okay. to, have to make a decision <laughs> okay. in the next in the next few moments. Nina's like, shit. Am I, we have to either stop the boat and bring back the amulet or. We have to abduct Mr. Parrish. We the have bos- to abduct bos- Mr. Parrish. The bosun blows I mean, the I'm whistle. A- All aboard. I'm a bit concerned that the captain didn't seem to get the bird or if she did, she decided to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm gonna. I, I would say. I would guess we are getting on the ship. I'm gonna scream up to them if they can hear me as I'm running to try and get to the gameplay and say, "Nina, Mister Parrish, get off the ship!" They're looking at you like you're crazy. At least, Mister Parrish, you can does. teleport, can't you? I'm going to. I can only do it one more yeah. time. Mr. Parrish, did she say you have a stiff upper lip? She, yeah, I think she did. Do I? Am, I faced up on the goddamn you know, ship. <laughs> speaking of which, what have you brought me here? I think this is wonderful. Uh, can I try this? Oh, maybe. Do I have something on my lip? Is that what she said? Your lip looks perfectly fine. I don't know what she's talking about. She's blue. It's a good upper lip, is it not? It's very sturdy and strong. Among many upper lips I have seen, Mr. Parrish, yours is a 10 out of 10. Oh, 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 you're wonderful. I appreciate that very much. Add to notes, Mr. Parrish is a dog. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Boris, are are you guys continuing on down the gangplank? Uh, They're looking at you like you're crazy. I'm sorry, I what was face that? stepped onto that. I face stepped if I can, but I'll wait for the other two to go. All right, so you you are you are basically on the ship. Boris is uh, still thirty feet behind you. Uh, Lucian is halfway down the gangplank. You make okay. it to perish, so another second or two goes by. Um, the you're in front of Nina, or rather, in front of Vesper and and Mister Parrish. Nina, oh, why? Oh, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you joined us here. Stop! Stop! We need to get off the ship. Oh, we need, you we, both need off the ship now. No, we're leaving. We're 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 leaving right now. We're we're yes, the, we're the captain is giving the, the orders. Yeah, no. I'm grabbing at them both. Like we need to get off the ship. No, stop! We're leaving. We have to go. You said that. Uh, you said that uh, when we deliver, when we finish our delivery, that I was to come and look you up, and I promise I will. You have my word. I will find is it, you. Is it my turn still, or? Yeah. Because oh, I can't face step again. I'm going to look to Vesper and say, trust me. And I'm going to wild shape into a giant lizard that can swim. And I'm gonna make a, a grapple bite. I'm gonna make a grapple attack against Mr. Parrish. But before you do that, you're sure because uh, you notice out of the corner of your eye that Deckard is on deck. 
over by the gangplank. You go with your gut, Nina. So he's on the gangplank. We're at the back of the helm. Nina, what's the problem? What You seem very agitated and excited. Mr. Parrish is just an average human, right? Yeah. Just. Well, I mean, you know, he's above average and about everything else, but yeah. I go with my gut to grab them, and I'm going to try, and if I can grab them, I'm going to pull them both off the side of the ship. Nina, Vesper knows that I said, trust me, I'm so I'm basically trying to grab Mr. Parrish and go off the side of the ship with him. First screams bloody murder. This, Mr. Parrish is hanging on to, with two hands to the, to the helm. He's like, what are you doing? You can't take me, no. That would be I'm wrong. I'm trying to grapple him, so what it's, should I do? Athletics against his athletics? Uh, sure. I don't know what that is for a giant lizard. Um, I mean, surely there's a stat block. Yeah, it's a 15 plus 2 for strength. So so just base strength and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If I can do it, let's see. 7 strength. You tied his score. In response, he puts his hands on, on your cheeks. And looks you square oh, in my the lizard eye. cheeks. Yep. And he looks you square <laughs> in the eyes. And he says, Nina, trust me. Do what you need to do, but leave me here. And as soon as he says that, there's a half a tick before I bite the end. I, I, with my teeth, I take the amulet off his neck and angle so I can get Vesper when we go off the ship. There's no amulet on his neck. It's not on his neck? Only thing he has around his neck is the one you gave him. And he sees you snap at his neck, and he says, Nina, what are you doing? She's a giant lizard, so... Yeah, he's like, what? He, he's like, have you gone all feral? He's, like, confused as shit right now. He thought he had your attention. I'm, like, poking at his chest. I'm, like, poking at it now, like, where is it? It's right here, and he shows you the what you gave him. Right next to me, Art. Oh, I come out a wild shape. The amulet! Where is the amulet? Oh, you mean the heirloom? Yes, yeah. where is it? Oh, yes, well, you know, I had a, I had, he goes into this long, elaborate... I slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> where is and it? And he's, like, catching your hands as best he can. He's like, well, I'm telling you. What? Listen to me. It works. I had it. I sold it. And he holds up this, Ooh. he holds up this large bag of coin. I mean, it's huge Nina I can now retire I can I can live my life I, I'm not bound to the ship I can visit you in the Fey. fantastic I'm so happy who would you do sell it to I sold it to the only one who could possibly afford it I sold it to Lord Alexander Nina just goes so pale looks at Vesper and goes and very common. Fuck. Boris, where are you? This is taking a solid... I mean, they're having a full-on conversation. There's Misty Sep, Shape Shift. Oh, yeah, you, you shifted to form. Lucian, you're on deck. You're standing next to him on all of this. Where are you at? Boris. I casually stroll up onto the deck. Look around. Kind of nonchalantly. I go looking for Alexander. All right. Lord um, Alexander. 
Perfect. So you're standing uh, about, you know where the, you know where the steps go up. Uh, you came down the gangplank. You walk up the steps. You're standing on that upper, on the poop deck, on the upper part of that deck there, so you can get a good look of the of the ship. So you can, uh, so you can eyeball everything. Uh, Deckard is next to the gangplank. Nina, Vesper, Lucian, you're all standing with Mister Parrish, and he told he just told you that he sold the amulet to Mister to Lord Alexander for a goodly sum of money. Yeah, you saw her turn her lizard immediately switch back, start slapping the shit of Parrish or trying yep. to. Yep. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> I think on hearing um, this, Lucian's got to perk up and head back over to Deckard. So, Boris, Lucian, give me a perception roll. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you beat your your current perceptions. Oh, that's that twenty. All you needed. You can I'd see. see you can see the back. <laughs> Lucian, you got nothing. You're literally looking out across the. You're looking up at the at the crystals, the amber glowing crystals at the top of the crag. <laughs> looking for you know, it's this. strange that the sail that the ships are able to sail in and out. Like we don't have oars, so there's got to be enough wind in this cave to like get in and out, which seems really kind of weird too, doesn't it? <laughs> Love Lucian. <laughs> Boris. Anyway, so yeah, Lucian lost some thought. Go ahead, Boris. <laughs> you see the back of Alexander uh, and the back of his head. Um, as he's briskly exiting the gangplank uh, up on board on the pier. So he's he's heading back into town. I uh, lean over the railing, not knowing what these other ding-dongs are doing or wanting, so unintentionally, gracefully falling out of hot coals. Uh, hey, Lord Alexander, do you still need me he's... to come with you? He, he, Lord he, Alexander. He kind of just waves. You can see him kind of wave you off, and he and he's and he's out of your sight. The last thing you see him is kind of this this flippant, uh, very noble person esque flip of, of of blah 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 go away, and and he's gone. But he's moving quickly. Nina, Lucian, Vesper, you all hear because he's standing ten feet away from you, twelve feet away from you. You hear him yell, Lord Alexander, do you need... Do I see Alexander getting off the ship? No, you had a three, dude. You got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just you, checking you, if, I, you, if I know it's You literally about. are looking at the crystals in the ceiling. You think they're amazing. You're looking at the... Like you stated, you're amazed that the ships can come in here. It kind of dawns on you as your perception. You're thinking, yeah, maybe there's a natural current through here. That type of thing. You're completely lost in thought. And then you hear Boris yell, Lord Alexander. Yes. So with him, that's what I'm saying is with uh, with Boris yelling, does that grab my attention to where Alexander is? No, you uh, you don't see him soon enough. He he does this. He goes. He's he was almost out of sight already. But but you can see Boris looking in his general direction. So you know he's he's up the gangplank somewhere. Okay. Um. Well, I think I just head towards the gangplank then. Not just knowing that that's where I saw Deckard on the way into the ship. All right. Wait, so repeat that again. Sorry, what did you do? Oh, uh, just, I know Deckard was near the gangplank because we yes. saw him on, as we were getting onto the ship. Mm -hmm. My thought was, well, we know Alexander has the amulet. So wherever Alexander is, Deckard probably isn't very far behind. Let me go back over to where Deckard is. He probably knows where Lord Alexander is. Basically, like, once I heard that Alexander had the amulet, refocus, and my, my goal now is to find Alexander in whatever way I can. Right. So right now you're standing next to Nina and Vesper. 
Boris is about 12 feet closer to the gangplank, and then Deckard is next to the gangplank. Yeah, so as soon as Parrish said that Alexander has the amulet that we're looking for, I would just start heading towards where Deckard does. Okay. Nina, Vesper, what are you doing? Um, as soon as Nina was slapping uh, Parrish and asking for the amulet, um, though she is a naive woman, she's not a stupid woman. So as soon as um, Parrish said it was Lord Alexander, um, Vesper's going invisible. So I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. And having heard Boris yelling for Alexander, I'm heading towards where Boris is and going to use the best of my ability to track Alexander while invisible. Okay. I'm going, so Nina, like after she realized what happened, goes, I'm so sorry for slapping you. Misunderstanding. Please do contact me later. And it's going to turn around. So the scene is that his hands are on your cheeks. You're slapping the shit out of him. He's asked you what's going on. You apologize. And then you're turning away. I forgot that he had his hands on my cheeks. Um, there's probably a little, there's definitely fear in her face and like confusion and so much guilt. Cause she's like, Oh no. And she's going to grab both his hands and squeeze them and goes, she doesn't know what to say. All of a sudden she's going to reach up and she's going to kiss him. And then she's going to say, let's meet soon. She just doesn't know what to say. She's in the panic. She's got, but if I don't get that ambulance back, things terrible are going to happen. And is going to run. And I'm going straight for where I I see Lucian. I see Boris. I don't see where Vesper went. So I'm going to go to Lucian because he's <laughs> heading towards uh, Decker, who I assume went. I see. Yes. So you are all right next to Boris at this point. Anything change? Boris, do you do anything? He kind of dismissed me. And I shrug and look back around for these guys see what they're doing alright what do you guys do are you bringing Boris with are you ditching him what are you doing the ship the ship is they've cast off the last two ropes the only thing left they have to do is to pull the gangplank I'll shout to Boris Alexander has it he's got the necklace not sure why I care again. <laughs> Just throw my hands up in the world. air. End of world. You will die. Everything dies. <laughs> I think this goofball is going to bring about the end of the world. I just kind of casually walk off the ship and look for Lord Alexander again. All right. You promised to help. <laughs> so you all exit the ship. Literally, as the ship is sailing away, um, you are frantically searching the crowd. You see Alexander um, enter the shop area, and it looks like he's going to Val. The ship has pulled away. All right, time to blow up the shop. Just kidding, sorry. <laughs> In, in the last moments, as you're looking around um, and trying to rush towards Alexander, you look back one last time at the ship, and you see that the ship, for the first time, has a name. Boris's dick. 
That's not what it says. But yes. Shit. <laughs> King of the Sea? Is that what it says? The Liberals. Nina's Nomad? Boris's dick is a way better name. Probably is. <laughs> you see for Nina's the first time. Nina's Nomad? That's what it says. <laughs> Fuck you all. It's named Dr. Beast. <laughs> what, a bunch, what a bunch of simps. <laughs> right. So, hey, when you're uh, in suite with the uh, guy who's in charge of the name. <laughs> so, strangely, there is a commotion. Um, as you see, kind of, you kind of see Alexander um, as he enters Val's shop. He glances over his shoulder, as if to to note that he knows you're following him. There is an, a, an enormous amount of people around you as you see that they are picking up points from the ground. And there's a lot of people making it basically difficult terrain to get. Can I use an intimidation roll to get them out of my way? Sure. Can I turn into a black bear but to I, roar but I'm gonna and scream have... at them? <laughs> Ooh, I was going to give Boris disadvantage because it's because it's gold on the ground. But I'm going to make it a straight roll because of the bear roar intimidation. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a straight up roll. I assume that in... There you go. So they... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just curiosity. Go roll ahead and again. use guidance here too. Roll again. Just let me see what, what it would have been had she not. Oh, even better. Never mind. Oh, net, net 20? <laughs> yeah, that's solid. So yes. Plus, so 19 plus the guidance. So your um, your well oh. roll just roll it just to see for fun. There, <laughs> twenty three or highest yeah, twenty three highest possible. So the crowd combined with the bear roaring and your human roaring and slamming your new, interestingly, your mall on the ground because it's got a bear emblem. It amplifies Nina's bear roar. This thing is deafening like a thunder, and uh, they instantly move, giving you way towards, giving you way towards the direct shot at at Val's shop. Vesper, where are you? I am going to take advantage of the parting of the seas of uh, peasants, um, and I am heading directly towards Lord Alexander and the shop. Like I am still invisible. I'm very, uh, I, I will roll sneak if you need me to roll sneak. I would like you to but roll I... sneak. You do it. Okay. You stealth up. You stealth up. Okay. I'm going to stealth up, but I'm going to also add the um, jack of all trades to that. So it's okay. like a plus one okay. to it. With advantage because you're invisible. Oh, hold on. It, is it? What did it roll? Well, let me roll again. Roll again. Definitely roll again because that was a one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was so you're that's feeling two ones. Uh, no, that's a sixteen. Yeah, actually, that's a sixteen. That's huh? yeah. It's well, actually plus... seventeen. Oh right, right. So you're you're feeling pretty stealthy. You're able to kind of you right now. You're in the lead. Boris is in the tail because he doesn't give two shits. Uh, Nina is understands the absolute urgency. Of, of end of world concept and Lucian, you're right behind her. Clank, clank, clank. 
but Vesper, because you've been able to manipulate and, and work your way through, you're not really sure where you're going because this is your first time on on shore on, in the pier. So you're you're going off in some odd direction, but you see them heading in a direction. So you keep kind of veering off and and kind of you're 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 with them, but you don't really know where you're going. But you got through the crowd just fine. How close to Lord Alexander am I? He's already inside Val's shop. All of you are a solid 150 feet behind. Well, he moves fast for a douchebag. Well, he was um, he was up above, and the, and the crowd was in the way, and there, so you had to go up the plank, and he was hustling. He knows too. Okay. What kind of door is it? Um, pretty hefty, solid, uh, iron barred door. Wait, is the door to her shop closed now? Uh, yeah, they're all closed. You have to open them to get in, but yeah, they're, they're oh, all, I see. They're okay. all closed and naturally. So I would say that you're all at the door with the exception of Boris, who's probably 30 feet behind you. Easily. Vesper's uh, going to whisper in Nina's ear and just say, I'm right here, but you're going to have to get in so I can get in. Nina shakes her head up and down and like puts her shoulder into Vesper in a way that says, like, get on me. If, she, if it reads like that. Okay. <laughs> and if she gets on, I've have I've got a speed of 40, and I'll take the dash movement to get all you're the way up there. You're, you're at the door. Am I at the door? I thought we were still yeah. like 30 feet behind. Wait. Yeah, no, well, we she did, was... We weren't close enough to him. Yeah, so she was at the door first because she kind of surmised where you were kind of going because that's the only shop that was right in front of you guys. But she's only about maybe 10, 20 feet in front of you. And so a second later, you guys are there. A few seconds later, you're there. So it's Boris you're all right there at the door. Boris is about 30 feet from us. Alexander's yeah. been in the building. When he said it was 100 feet, he was telling me the reason we weren't catching up with him is because he was already 100 feet. So we're at the door. Yeah. Got He's it. inside. You're at the door. Okay. I'm pawing at the door at Lucian because I can't get the, the stupid door open because I'm yeah, bare claws. <laughs> so I'm like pawing at the door handle looking at Lucian. And Lucian, I think... I don't know if he heard. Uh, I think he probably heard some sort of weirdness going on with uh, Vesper's voice. So he yeah, kind of like looks around and just there. like, "Yeah, she's like, what the? Okay." Uh, and he'll just go and open up the door. Door's locked. He's going to try to kick the door. So yeah, any chance I can kick the door in? Athletics, give it a give it a go. Athletics. I have helped him with advantage of like bare strength pushing. You're you're gonna need it because this is an, a dwarven built iron barred door. Okay. <laughs> so that's a 13 for me. Yeah. Can I Eld Eldritch blast the door? If you attack, you'll come out of visibility. Yeah, you'll come out of invisibility. I, I was just thinking it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so Boris, it, while you guys are doing this, Boris is right behind you. Boris, what are you doing? They, they've got this. The door kind of gave, but not fully. It's a, It's like I said, it's pretty stout. Are there windows to the shop? Uh, yeah, but they're kind of small. You you could go through them, and they would be easier. Okay. But the door, like I said, the door partially gave way. It would take another one or two attacks, um, I would imagine, and you'd probably be able to get through if you had decent attacks. I'll just not break stride and smash it with the with the mall. Love it, love it. Just for wanna... curiosity, give me an athletics with advantage. With advantage, because there, everybody's doing. It. Perfect. Give me one more. I want to see Lucian 
and you both with advantage. 26 again. One more. Yeah, one second. And the reason you're getting advantage because there's a giant bear there. Nice. Okay, you had to get 20, and you got three of them. Uh, so the door breaks in. You see no one. Nina's few... climbing over the counter looking for a trap door. A few moments go by, and you hear a muffled scream. Very much sounds like an elderly woman, but it's but it's somewhat quiet. Is it in the floor? Is it in the wall? Is it... Uh, it hard to say, but you notice... Uh, it, obviously, behind the counter, there is a, a curtain that leads into, obviously, a different the, the back part of the shop. Nina's barreling through. Beyond the curtain, you see um, another door, but it's slightly ajar, and that's why you can hear you could hear her. So things have been happening in a haste. I'm going through the door unless someone else is ahead of me. You're you're first. You're stating. Uh, I just need to know what everybody else is doing. Following behind. And following you'll... behind invisible still. Okay, good. The door opens and you can see that it goes down. So the shop is about from the front to the counter is about 15 to 20 feet. 15 feet. And then to the curtain was another five. And then to this other door which is where the quarters are kind of of this of the person that might live there or in the stock area is another 10 feet. That's the edge of the rock face. This door that you're seeing is new. Um, it has, and it is uh, built into the crag wall itself. So, and you can feel this as you open the door, there is a bit of, of, cold air not even salt air just cold air from from being underground that you can see as you see a descent of stairs that that goes in front of you uh what appears to be deep into the crag as far as you can see so you definitely smell him from down this corridor it goes down as far as you can see 60 feet at least uh, and and continues on down. It's going down at a hard, hard forty-five degree. Uh, it, it, they're steep, and it and it's you know straight down into the blackness of the earth, under mm. under the ocean, into the crag. Okay, so Nina's trying to like not slip and fall or anything, but she's trying to go as fast as she can while following the scent. You go down about honestly about a thousand feet. There are some twists and turns, but it's pretty much straightforward. No light. It's difficult. Uh, Lucian, can can does everybody have dark vision? No. I am just going with my smell because black bears don't have dark vision. Okay. So can anybody? I have. Actually, I also do not have dark vision. Human, if I'm normal, human, I do. Human. If do you I'm guys normal, have, I can. But do you guys have torches? Anything? Oh, I'm sure the others have torches. Nah, One of us I'm is the, invisible. Uh, I slam my maul into the ground and use my new toy and make it go up in flames. Ooh, so you have... Uh, that's very interesting. I like that. So, Johnny, so in your, in your descent, 
as you're going, you're, you're most of the way down. Johnny remembers that he's got these cool new fiery gauntlets and he ignites his weapon. So he's carrying, well, do you have one or two weapon in him? Well, I use a maul. All right. So he's got his maul. Up. And now this the this mall, the entire thing is engulfed in flames, shooting off three feet off the top of this mall, and it's this giant torch as you reach the bottom of the stairs. You've been you, you <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I look over to Lucian, I'm like, uh yeah, nice trick, eh? Yeah, that looks uh that looks almost divine. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Nice trick, eh? Nice trick. And then I give him the finger. <laughs> I laugh. He's learning. I, genu- I genuinely wholeheartedly laugh for once being around you. That's awesome. He's learning. <laughs> it's like a velociraptor. So as you... <laughs> Just took, what, six episodes? Seven episodes? <laughs> so as you descend, you enter into a very similar chamber as the Chosen. Except there's no water. It's just a a, a chamber uh, about the same size. Uh, There are, and you see at the far end, Lord Alexander, uh, and then they're about, probably about 200, 150 feet away, if you remember it. So it's a very large chamber. Uh, kind of like that amphitheater concept. So you guys are at the one end and they're at the other. Um, Lord Alexander is hovering above the now prone elderly woman. You see him slash at her with a clawed hand as he grabs the amulet that you had just bought her, brought her and dashes through the now-noticed portal on the opposite end. And he cackles wildly. <laughs> it will be mine! The power! I'm coming, Lord! Lord Alexander sounds like Spivey tonight. <laughs> well, he's pretty... He's he he's not... You can see, and as he glances over back at you, you can see... He knows you're there. His eyes are actually red. Like I said, he has this giant clawed hand. Um, uh, it, this is the sn- and you can smell the same smell that you smelled when you were in his quarters. A dead smell. No. The, the, or the animal smell or whatever. Yep. Smell. Did you say there's a portal in front of him? Yes, so he just went through a portal. We didn't even get a chance to stop him. He's a hundred. He's one hundred fifty feet away. He went through the portal. Okay. Val is laying on the ground at the base of the portal. In as you entered this chamber, even taking this in, your eyes are adjusting. You see the swirling mass of magic on the other side. You see this scene unfold before you in a matter of moments. As you as you acclimate to where you are and he dashes through the portal. Nina Mm -hmm. runs up to Val to see if she's still breathing. She is. And she says, Ah, the champions! champions! (coughs) She coughs. (coughs) You must stop him. (coughs) 
I'm telling you, I'm not paid enough for this. And I run through the portal. Oh, awesome! Even... He dashes. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day. I never liked Lord Alexander. Oh, I just worked for him. And who doesn't want to bash their boss's brains in? Fair. So, by all means, I never liked that asshole anyhow. And I go through the portal to... Boris is first. I love it. He's in. What the rest of you do? Ship's gone. World's coming to an end. Boris runs through a magical portal that he has no idea where it's going. Fine. What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> I think Lucian sees Boris do something this heroic and goes... Ah, oh, shit, it really is the end of the world, and goes dashing after him. <laughs> shit, that's awesome. Talk about insight. Like, fuck, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Hell is freezing over, Boris dashes through a portal, okay? Vesper, what do you do? Out of invisibility, she's going to um, kneel down by Nina, and the elderly woman whom she did not have the opportunity to meet. But seeing that the portal is there, and Two of her comrades have already run through it. She's going to slip her hand into her pouch and pull out um, two cookies, two lemon cookies, mm-hmm. and literally shove them in the woman's mouth. <laughs> so that's two to eight hit points. I love lemon cookies. Two to eight of hit points back to her. And then she just kind of pushes Nina towards the portal and says, I'm sure she knows how to patch up a few wounds. Let's go. And um, she goes into the portal. Nina, in bare form, goes in. She says, wait, I need something to get you, to bring you back. I need to locate you. Nina stops. (laughs) Can I just rip off the fur off my body and give that to her? Yeah. Okay, I rip off the fur and hand it to her. She takes it. As you turn back towards the portal, you recognize the other side. No. Yep. What do you see? I assume I see a wild and unkempt place steeped in deep magic that is forever Stained in the twilight glow of neither dawn nor dusk. I think, I believe I am home. And that I see the glen where I grew up in the Wilds. Not quite the glen, but you definitely see... Okay. You, see a, you see a part of... You recognize it instantly because of exactly what you've said. But it is a part of the Wilds. That is only known to you by fairy tale. This is a place that even the Fae not only dare not go, but don't have the ability to go. This is the boogeyman's realm. This is the the place beyond the Fae within the Fae that the Fae cannot get to. They dare not get to. This is the place of even nightmares for you. Nina still goes forward, even though she hesitated, knowing what this could mean. No, if they fail, she knows what this means. Boris leads the charge. He is about 30 feet into the Feywild. The 
the the unkempt under dark of the Feywild. Lucian, five feet behind him. Vesper is about 15 feet in. Nina, as you enter the portal and take your last few steps in, the portal begins to close behind you. You look back through the portal and you see Val and she's lifting herself up. You see her smile. You can feel that she's giving, you know, that same support when she talked to you every time about the champions and and guiding the fates down these two paths as she morphs into what you see. Oh, God damn it. Unless it's a good thing. She morphed into a werewolf. I think she morphed into a werewolf. She smiles fast. I don't know if you morph into a werewolf or if you're a werewolf that morphs into a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's already a werewolf if she turned into a wolf monster. Her smile turns into fangs. Her eyes are a deep green. You notice that her head, instead of being this small, petite little woman, is now the size of a small dragon. Oh. And that's where we end tonight's session. Thank you, everyone, for joining <laughs> us for uh, Dorks Are Dangerous Chronicle 2, Session 7. Do be sure to join us for the conclusion for Chronicle 2, Session 8, as we see what our champions do against the feared in the realm of the Feywild. If you like what you heard, definitely support us on Patreon. Just look up Dorks Are Dangerous. Also, give us a like on Instagram and the one with the book that has the face on it. The book <laughs> face. Uh, and uh, we need to give thanks to our Patreon subscribers. So that is a big, big thank you to... There's more here than I was expecting. There are more. <laughs> there are more. Wait, there are more? Ooh, there, there are, are more. <laughs> so a uh, big thank you to uh, Faylord, to Galashank, to Avine Arts. Is that it? Yep, that's it. And uh, to uh, one Kaylee Ann. Uh, what can I say? Are. I like what we do. I like what we do. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for your support. We appreciate it. We couldn't go on without you and we're almost done one more episode right one more and then you get to deal with me <laughs> be, so, sure, be sure to join us for table for d4 after this as well session seven is next week and then chronicle three session zero will be the week after oh, i was gonna say do we also do we want to throw in any of the one shots uh, yeah, we can definitely throw in some of the one-shots that we have. Oh, stay tuned. Every Tuesday, we'll have something new out for you for the foreseeable future. And remember, dorks are dangerous. Bye! Bye! Fucking Alexander. <laughs> <laughs>